0: hello one and hello all welcome back to the play action cast my name is jeff malinoff and today well it is postseason time in college football we got the conference championship games we just had oregon and washington last night in the probably the last pac 12 championship game ever and we got the rest of the conference championship games today and after today Starting on Sunday, December 3rd, we will know who's in the college football playoffs, we'll know who's in all the good bowl games in the New Year's 6 and beyond, and we are going to be looking forward to that. But let's dive right into it. Last night, we just saw Washington take home the Pac-12 championship, first one since 2018, defeating Oregon 34-31 And Washington has firmly put a stamp on at least one of the slots in the college football playoff, most likely number three, as they are currently three. They probably will stay at number three if all the other teams who are currently in places in front of them, mainly Georgia and Michigan, continue to win. If they both win their championship games, then we know who our one, two, and three are. So basically, it it looks like not a lot will change especially in, in in with Washington, of course, but maybe Florida State winning, but their backup quarterback is also injured, so they had their two quarterbacks hurt going into this championship game against Louisville, so we'll see if Louisville can pull an upset. They did lose last week, so they're not on the highest of high notes at the moment. They did kind of hurt their chances of even getting sniffing the, the college football playoff, so we'll see what happens. They're probably just wanting to play spoiler for Florida State, so... As of this moment, December 2nd, at 9.30 in the morning, we know that Washington's in the college 12 playoff. There is absolutely no chance they will be out of the college 12 playoff after that win against Oregon. They were up against Oregon pretty good um, going into the second half. They were up 20-10. to 10. It even looked like Oregon was going to score until the, until the second quarter, so that was actually pretty shocking how close it got. Or Bo Nix did everything he could. Um, he did throw a costly pick. Um, he did still throw three touchdowns, so he did play fairly well. But with this win for Washington, Phoenix might have just edged himself into the Heisman candidacy. I think he just won the Heisman Trophy. If I mean, I don't I don't see anyone else that really has a shot to win the Heisman over him. I mean, he did only throw one touchdown, one pick. He didn't but he still threw 27 to 39 for 300 yards. He did play solid. That one touchdown was a beaut also. I mean, obviously the running back Johnson ran for 150 yards and two touchdowns. He carried that that offense, but regardless PNX did look like he's going to have a runaway with the Heisman. I mean, this game was basically whoever wins is going to win the Heisman Trophy. I don't think there was any really question. It was between Knicks and PNX the whole time. I mean, that was really at the end of the road to the Heisman. It looked like those two were the top guys. There were It was them and then everybody else. So looks like Phoenix is going to run away with the Heisman Trophy this year. And, of course, he leads his team to a college football playoff. Will they go far in it? Who knows? But at the moment... We still have a bunch of other conference championship games to play. I mean, um, starting at 11 a.m. today, we got Texas and Oklahoma State. Texas needs a bit of a miracle to make it into the college playoff. I believe they need – They. I mean, if I was them, I'd be rooting for Alabama, and I'd be rooting for Iowa, and I'd be rooting for Louisville. But, again, Florida State is without their starting quarterback, they're, without their big-time quarterback, and then they're ba- without their backup as well. So that's definitely going to hurt them. They're only one-point favorites, which is crazy to think about for a team that's number four in the nation compared to number 14. So Louisville has a shot to play upset, but again, Florida State is good without their quarterbacks. Regardless, they have a complete team. They're ranked number four for a reason, obviously. I mean, if you look at their stats going into this... They're still top 10 in points per game allowed with only 16.8 points per game, and their fifth in turnover differential with a plus 11 turnover differential. So that's two big things, and their top 20 in yards a game allowed. So there's still a top defense there in Florida State that we really don't really mention there. There is a top defense there at Florida State, so we'll see if they can handle it without a with a, third, a possible third-string quarterback. So hopefully, if, if Florida State has their way, they will be winning, but... Without their quarterbacks and everything, that could hurt them in the college football voting, which I hate. I hate that even if they're undefeated, they might even get edged out because of who's left on the roster, which is not fair in my opinion. But we can't control these guys. And I'm very happy there's going to be a 12-team playoff going forward because there's a lot of good teams that are going to be left out of this for sure, including Texas. I mean, Texas does need the miracle, but they're playing Oklahoma State, who's currently 9-3. and they, they were... Decent the beginning of the year, they kind of had a slump, struggling against weaker teams. They were struggling against Houston before the uh, f- before the fourth quarter where they, or I'm sorry, the third quarter when they ran away with it. And then last week they were in overtime against BYU, who has been struggling since losing a lot of their guys to the uh, draft last year. So, I mean, they, they they have been struggling. So I don't see this as a really much challenge for Texas. But crazier things have happened. But I think the biggest conference championship games are obviously the ACC, Big Ten, and SEC title games because every single one of them have playoff implications. Let's just start off with Michigan and Iowa. Michigan is 22-point favorites because Iowa has the worst offense in football. And it's really sad considering they just played against Nebraska last week and they had an over-under of 24-and-a-half, which is one of the lowest ever. 24-and-a-half, and they didn't hit! went under they had a 13 to 10 win against Nebraska and went under 24 and a half points that is terrible their defense however is completely absurd they're fourth in points per game allowed this year and seventh in yards per game allowed so their defense is competing with the elites of the college football world however they are averaging 18 points a game that's what's hurting they're 124th in points per game with 18 points a game and they only allow 12. How absurd is that? How absurd is that The best, one of the best defenses in college football have one of the worst offenses in college football? That is a little bit different in the NFL because there's only 32 teams to compete with. You're competing against 150 teams, and you're at the bottom of the barrel on the offense and the top of the top of defense? That makes zero sense in college football. So that's crazy to look at regardless. But then you look at the Michigan side, 13th in points per game with 37 and first in points per game allowed with 10. This team is allowed only 10 points per game and their second yards per game allowed. So two of the best defenses in college football are going head to head. However, the offenses are completely subsided. Like we have a top offense in Michigan, obviously. And then you have a worst offense in Iowa. I don't see Iowa winning this. There's no chance there. Unless the offense somehow scores a, t- a couple of touchdowns. I think if Iowa maybe scores 3 to 4 touchdowns, which is even a lot to ask this for this kind of offense, they have a shot to upset Michigan because their defense can hold hold the best. So we'll see how they go. It's a long shot for Iowa, obviously there's a 22-point spread for Michigan, which is maybe a little high in my opinion, but I understand why because the offense can't score I, it's 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 gonna be a, it's not a toss up for me. I think Michigan takes it. I think Michigan takes a slot into the college football playoff. But again, Iowa with that defense could maybe give Michigan a scare, but not anything more than that. And then looking at, of course, the ACC. We already looked over the ACC title game with Florida and uh, and Louisville. Florida State only has a one point favorite in the spread, so that's a pretty good bet if you ask me. But Florida State that that's the big that's the big question without their quarterbacks but their defense is still pretty good and their offense around that whoever is going to be the quarterback is still pretty solid so we'll see what happens there and then we got georgia and bama georgia is four point favorites here against bama which makes sense but it is saban that that's why like i can't Is this the end of the road for Bama? I mean, there's even rumors that Saban will go elsewhere in the future, which is completely absurd to me. I've heard on reports that he would, like, Texas A&M would try to go for him, which obviously they didn't because why would Texas A&M, like, those are the rumors on X or Twitter, however you want to put it, that these absurd rumors that Saban would go anywhere else besides Bama. If, if If Saban's no longer the Bama coach, he's retiring. He doesn't need the money anymore. He's set for life. So, I don't see him going anywhere else besides Bama. But after their loss to Texas, they have not lost a game. They've won ten straight since. And I mean, if anyone's going to upset Georgia and hurt their chances of making it into the playoffs, it's Bama. I mean, it's always going to be Bama. This was going to be the championship game. Everyone saw it coming a mile away. I don't think anyone predicted anything else besides Bama versus Georgia in the SEC title game with a playoff trip to the playoffs on the line. Because if Bama wins. There's a there's an I would call it a ninety eight percent chance they get in. I don't because again, we don't know how these football playoff committees will decide it how whatever happens. But unless all four the top four teams win, they got something to worry about. So but these these committees everyone's there's there's a there's a good amount of people, especially on social media, that give them an SEC bias, which Looking at the last, I mean, let's just take a look at the last couple of rankings. Since 2014, since the beginning of the college football playoffs, eight of the ten teams that ended the season at number one were SEC teams. SEC, they were all number one. So there's, there, obviously SEC kind of rules the college football playoff rankings, obviously. So the only other teams that were were ACC teams. Clemson. Clemson was the only one. Clemson is the only non-SEC team to be ranked number one in the college football playoff rankings ever. Ever. Clemson's the only one. I mean, they have national championships to prove it, obviously, but they're the only ones that really have taken that college football playoff total um, number one slot. So I understand the thought of a biased college football playoff committee that think that SEC is the elites of the elites in college football. And it's hard to argue that with Georgia, Alabama, sometimes Auburn's in there, LSU a couple years back have all had these stellar teams, so it's understandable to think that. But, of course, you look at the Big Ten, there's always Michigan, Ohio State in there, Um, the Big 12 had TCU the year prior. And, of course, they were actually in the national championship game last year. TCU was, and then they got demolished by Georgia. So you understand that SEC has a little edge above the rest when it comes to the committee's opinions about who has the best college football programs between conferences. So look at all that. So looking right now, who has a shot of getting in? Ohio State can get in. They're at number six currently. Ohio State has kind of a miracle situation to get in because they need probably Florida State and Michigan to lose. And then they can probably squeeze in. But then Texas will probably have a say above them as well as Alabama. So Ohio State kind of has a long shot to get in. But honestly, I think the two – if there were um, – currently I think the only teams that I can get in that are not in the top four right now is – Alabama, obviously, because if they beat Georgia, they're in. Texas, if Florida State loses, because Oregon just lost, Texas has a better shot. So Texas kind of needs, I think, Florida State to lose. I think they can jump over Ohio State because they have that Big Ten Conference Championship win. Uh, So that would be a big, good shot. Again, Missouri, Penn State, the other top ten teams, I don't see them getting in. Ohio State would need Michigan to lose, probably Florida State to lose, Texas and Bama to lose. Then they could probably squeeze in. They would need a lot of teams to lose, which is, again, a possibility, but it's a long shot. But if I had to make a prediction right now, obviously Washington stays at three. I don't think they move. I think Michigan wins and keeps their number two. I think Georgia beats Bama. They take number one. And I think Florida State loses and Texas wins. So I, over Oklahoma State, so I say Texas jumps Ohio Ohio State and Oregon. since Oregon just lost. They're going to drop down from five. Texas takes them our fourth spot. So my prediction, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Texas. I think Texas takes that final spot in the playoffs, getting them a playoff spot before they move to the SEC next year, which will be a little more difficult for them to get into the playoffs next year. So this is probably their best shot at a playoff spot. Um, and since since they go to the SEC next year, but again, their recruiting will get even better because of the high static conference. So we'll see what happens for them in the future. Of course, they have March Manning. We'll see how he leads the team in the future as well. So I say my prediction: Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Texas. I mean, we, we Florida State would need to be upset by Louisville, which is still a possibility. But again, I think that's a that's the most likely scenario. But again, if all four teams win, they're probably all four getting in. So we'll see what happens there. But let me know. um, Tweet me at Jeff Malinoff. Uh, Let me know what you guys think. Um, Again, I think it's going to be – I think Texas is going to be the outside – the only team outside looking in that's going to squeak in. Everyone else is staying put. But we'll see what happens. I mean, the college football playoffs have seen some crazy stuff. So we'll see what happens. Let's move on to the NFL now. As we're heading in, we just finished our Thanksgiving games and we finished our Thanksgiving dinners, and we all ate our Thanksgiving leftovers, and now we're looking for uh, this week. Really, there's only one game people are talking about. That's the Niners and Eagles. The NFC Championship rematch that is probably more talked about than the actual Super Bowl due to the fact that the starting quarterback for the Niners, Brock Purdy, got hurt on the first drive of the game, tore his UCL in his throwing elbow. Then the backup quarterback, Josh Johnson, came in, got a concussion, and so a guy who can't throw the football had to go in as quarterback and throw these little screen passes or just hand the ball off. Of course, the Eagles knew that, so they had a dominating um, performance against the Niners. And so now both sides are saying these things like, oh, boo-hoo, but by the Eagles, and the Niners are saying, well, you beat us without a quarterback. So there's obviously animosity between the two, and it looks like it's going to be a headed matchup. And so this people are saying, why is it, wasn't this game flexed? Why wasn't this game flexed to a Sunday night game? I'll tell you why. Fox didn't want to lose that game, because that's a ratings bonanza. That's going to be the most viewed game of the entire week. No question. No question about it. So why would Fox lose that ad revenue and viewership for the biggest game of the year, at least in the afternoon slots? This is probably the biggest afternoon slot game of the year. And Eagles and Niners, I mean, they're both already in, on pace to repeat, to go back to the NFC Championship game, both of them. I mean, you got the defending uh, NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts is looking on an MVP caliber year. And uh, again, the running game has been even better uh, with DeAndre Swift playing at a high level, replacing Miles Sanders, who went to Carolina. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith have been doing pretty well. Uh, A.J. Brown has had a couple... Poor games, fantasy football-wise, at least. He only had one reception two weeks ago. He almost had a pretty poor game last week, but then he had the, a clutch touchdown at the end of the Bills game. So he's trying to step it back up. However, these games have been very close for Philadelphia. They're 10-1. and that, That's all you need to really say about them. It. it doesn't matter how you win. You win. Oh, is a W. But they have been playing. The defense has been playing pretty sloppily. If you look at their points per game, they're 20th. And comparing them to last year, that's that's a huge drop for them, at least in the defensive department. Defensive department, they're twentieth points per game allowed, and then yards per game allowed, they're nineteenth. So the defense has steadily dropped, and their turnover differentials minus two. So those three um, pretty important statistics, they're at the bottom. They're they they've dropped a bit, and that's that's a telling sign, including going into the playoff time. But the offense has stepped up. They're second in points per game, or third in points per game, 28.2 points. They're actually tied with the Niners with third in points per game. They both average 28.2 points a game. So the offense has kind of helped out the defense a little bit compared to last year where people thought the defense was helping out the offense. So the kind of a flip script there for the Eagles, but they're still one of the best teams in football. They're the, they, well, you can't deny it. They're the best team in football because they're 10-1. The record speaks for itself. People could say, oh, the Niners have a better off, uh, roster entirely. They can say the Chiefs uh, have Patrick Mahomes. They could say the Miami Dolphins have a faster team. They have a more explosive offense. All oh, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. They're not 10-1. The Eagles are. So the Eagles are right now the best team in football. But they're facing the second best team in the NFC right now in the San Francisco 49ers who had a three-game skid. And then they uh, reacted to that after going off the bye week. They've won three straight. So, both teams are playing at an incredibly high level. Um, they're going to get a lot of their starters back. Um, both uh, Right now, the Niners' offense and defense look pretty healthy. They only had a couple of questionable guys. Eric Armstead was the biggest questionable for the Niners, but he said he's playing. Uh, Philadelphia had Fletcher Cox and Lane Johnson being questionable going into this game. Both said they're going to play, so uh, they're going to they're have a full offense. The only thing the Eagles are really missing is their tight end, Dallas Goddard, who... It was listed as doubtful. He's probably going to come back next week against the Cowboys. So looking into that standard, who do I have winning this game? Right now, the Niners are a three-point favorite away against the Eagles with a healthy quarterback. First time this has ever happened to a 10-1 team or better. I understand why. Because the Niners have had more blowout wins, I guess you can say, than the Eagles have. When the Niners win, they blow them out. But... When the Eagles win, they win by the skin of their teeth. But it, I don't think that really matters in this situation because a win's a win, and they got home field advantage. They got Jalen Hurts playing at his best football. So I don't, I, I Vegas obviously knows something we don't. But this is a toss-up for me because this game could go either way. If everyone stays healthy, knocking on wood. I I don't see it going any. I just it's going to be a close one for sure. But if I had to put money on it. I would give it to the Niners because I think they have a lot more to prove than the Eagles do. But again, like, I can see it going to the Eagles as well. Like, I, I wouldn't bet on this game. You know what? I'm not betting on this game. No, I changed my mind. Not, I wouldn't risk my money on this game because it's so close to call. It's too close to call. But again, like, both have a absolute, like, whoever you bet on, you have the ammunition to, mean to convince people, like, oh, that makes a, that makes a fair bet. That makes sense. So you could go either way with this. It's such a close matchup. I mean, you could arguably say these are the two best teams in the NFL, not just the NFC. So looking into this, I mean, you look at the uh, AFC side. If we're going to talk about if they're the best in the NFL, look at the AFC side. Number one is Baltimore 9-3. And And can both teams beat Baltimore? Absolutely. We're actually going to find out if the Niners can beat Baltimore. They play on Christmas Day against Baltimore. And then you look at the Chiefs, who have been... I mean, Patrick Mahomes has got a lot of guys with, they had the most drop passes in football. I hope that's not the case when it comes to playoff time because they, that, those are, that's the difference between winning and losing right there, those drop passes they've had. So if they can fix their uh, drop problem, the receivers, then I think the Chiefs have a very good real chance to go back and repeat as Super Bowl champions. But if they keep dropping passes, I don't think they get through the first divisional round because they have been seriously struggling to finish games because the players can't catch a ball. So they need to figure that out. But going back to the Eagles and Niners, I mean, both are on win streaks. It's too close to call. It's really, but again, I think the Niners have more to prove. I think this is kind of a redemption game for them from last year, obviously. I think if anyone's more motivated, it's the Niners. But again, the Eagles feel like they have something to prove as well. Like this can go this can go either way. There's trash talking on both sides. Both are fired up. It's gonna be a game, folks. Do not miss it at 320 Eastern or 320 Central Time. And uh we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see how this goes down. But this is a coin flip. Do I have a coin? I think I have a coin somewhere. Hold on one second. I'm gonna flip a co I'm gonna or I can use Siri. Heads, Eagles win, Tails, Niners win. Wait, no, Eagles should be Tails. They're Eagles. So, Tails, Eagles win, Heads, Niners win. Siri, flip a coin. It's Tails. Eagles win. That's what the, that's what the coin flip said. Go with the coin flip or not. I don't know. I can't, I can't decide. This is too indecisive. It's like Sophie's Choice over here for football. But this is that's the closest game. The rest of the games are pretty mellow. I don't know how else to describe them. There's not really a game besides the Eagles and Niners that Broncos, Texans, Steelers, Cardinals, Chargers, Patriots, Colts, Titans, Commanders, Dolphins, Jets, Falcons, Lions, Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Rams, Browns, Chiefs, Packers, maybe? I mean, they play Monday night, but... Oh, I'm sorry. They play Sunday night, and the Bengals and Jags are Monday night. So, I don't know. I There's really no other game that has the hype that the eagles and niners do i think that's the really big game but that is our show today thank you so much for joining us next week we'll recap the eagles niners of course and we'll see how next week's uh, slot of games compared to last this week's slot of games this week's slot of games probably is the worst of the bunch um compared to the eagles niners except for the eagles niners of course the rest are kind of you can miss them <laughs> but um Next week, there are probably going to be some better slotted games. We'll know who's in the college football playoff as well. That is the most important thing going on right now, so we'll see then. But until then, my name is Jeff Malinoff, and I'll see you next time.